There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I am Sean fangirl And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing episode five of season one of The Ark. Why do these keep opening with me wanting to punch somebody in the face? Yes. (laughs) But instead of talking about that, let's talk about something that made me punch the air. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Ratings. Episode five brought in a 0.06 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.340 million viewers making it the 78th rated cable show for the day, yeah. which is a whole lot better than last week's 113th. That's why I punched the air. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm clumsy. Try to do something else. It fell. Right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We haven't heard anything yet about a season two. No. But we, we all know that sci-fi likes to pl- keep things very close the vest and not show anybody their cards so i guess right. we have to wait yep all right so why don't you talk about our wonderful synopsis d <laughs> all right episode five one step forward two steps back sacrifices must be made when a radiation leak sparks a crisis wow that was deep yes <laughs> fortunately <laughs> i saw the episode before i saw that synopsis and <laughs> Wasn't quite as panicked. I mean, yeah, it's true. So, I mean, I guess we go with that. All right. Well, we open with Dr. Kabir sitting in the med bay because apparently she doesn't have anywhere else to go. I mean, you would think maybe the officer's quarters for med bay would be right there so they can like take a nap, you know, kind of like in a regular hospital. But alas, no, no. She discreetly reaches for that bottle of pills. Oh, doctor, doctor, doctor. And she's about to take something when Lieutenant Lane enters her space because he does not know what personal space is, apparently. No. (laughs) He claims that he's there to thank her for saving them during the Comet Water Crisis. After noting how exhausted Kabir looks, because that's what every woman wants to hear. Just throwing that out there. Lane offers to watch the med base so she can get some sleep. And a grateful Dr. Kabir accepts his offer, leaving Lane to his own devices. Alas, we knew this wasn't out of the goodness of his heart. No, there was definitely ulterior motives. He's always got something he's trying to do. Yes. Well, we see Lane sit at a monitor and pull out something shocking. I would honestly think that everything in Medbay would need, like, special passwords or something. Yes. Just because he's a lieutenant, that doesn't mean squat. No. Because what do we see next? Lane, all big-headed and, like, look at me, pounding his chest, confronting Lieutenant Garnet regarding her clone status. And so very discreetly, might I add. Right, yeah. Basically screaming it to the whole ship. Right? 
seriously, dude, you just walked out. You're a clone. It's like, what the fill in whatever word you want here. Yes. How could she keep this information from him? Well, maybe because you're a big loudmouth jerk, but you know, whatever. But Garnett reminds him that's classified. And he orders her, which I thought was very funny, to relinquish command, which she understandably refuses to do. Lane then counters that you could snap at any moment. So he believes that she should stand down, you know, for the good of the ship. Yeah, that's no, the No, you want to be boss. <laughs> Dude. He plans to present this information to the council and let them decide. Again, I love that. That Garnett's like, you can get court-martialed for this because classified information, breaking into medical files, all of yep. this. And he's like, what are you going to do? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, I wanted to punch him in the face so bad. Yes. I'm so glad this isn't like on like a VR set because I would. I'd just be punching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then Lane shows the video feature- featuring Denise, Garnett's clone, to the council, which includes Lieutenant Bryce Ava, Alicia, Dr. Kabir, and Felix. Nobody understands why Lane's bringing this to their attention. I agree. (laughs) I love it, because Bryce remarks how Garnett appears to be in control and of all her faculties. Felix and Kabir explain the government's infamous and now defunct clone program to Alicia. Armies would clone their soldiers, but the second-tier soldiers would malfunction and wreak havoc. Uh, that just sounds wrong. They're going to malfunction. They're not robots. Yeah. <laughs> but she does assure everyone. I'm sorry, Garnett assures everyone. She's a first tier clone, meaning that she's more akin to an in vitro embryo than the clones of the past. Right. And Denise received foreign substances, which made her snap. And I love it because then he's all like, well, you received them, too. I wanted her so badly to say, guess what, jackass? So did you. Yeah. But why didn't she? I mean, come on. That would have been the perfect minute. Oh, absolutely like, it would have. Oh, oh, I I should be taken out because of foreign substances, should I? Then I guess everybody's going down. Yep. And I have to say that Kabir, it was just awesome. Yes. Just so awesome in this moment because she... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so funny. She's like, I trusted you and all you had was other motives. I don't have time for your little dick energy, man. And she yeah. walks out. <laughs> I was like, damn, come here with the burn. Yeah. And I loved the look on his face like, what? <laughs> yes, I'm going off script for a minute because that was hilarious. Yes. And I swear the rest of them. We're like, yeah. <laughs> you just see them all like, damn, okay, kind of look away. Don't make eye contact with them. Let him have this moment in the fire because yes. this ain't working for him. And uh, <laughs> I mean, Bryce is like, well, fine, then I vote for me. Until Felix is like, uh, I'm with Garnett. Everyone who's in favor and then everyone else just raises their hand. So unanimously, it's like, meh, all right. And well, she is now acting captain in name officially. Yep. And I love it. Lane just sulks, like looking out the window, like like his face is in the corner or something. Like, just sucks. Yes. <laughs> and we have Garnett going around the room asking Eva for an update regarding the light speed situation. Eva admits that it's going to require some elbow grease to get the engines in its proper condition for light speed, because otherwise it's going to take us about a decade to get where we're going. And right. I think that water from the comet is going to last quite that long. 
No. Felix reveals someone approached him about the Malcolm Perry murder investigation, and he was on his way there when he was so rudely interrupted. Garnett asks Alicia to team up with Angus to see if they can weaponize or use somehow as a shield the element that he discovered. And everyone kind of goes on their way to get everything done happily, might I add. I swear everybody kind of looked at Lane as they walked out the door. Like, you yeah. Saw. After they all disperse to carry out their duties, Garnett blatantly asks Lane why he loathes her. And he claims he doesn't appreciate her assuming control without allowing anyone to get a say in her command. That and she joined the team mere days before departure. Oh, my God. Take the stick out of your ass at this. Yes. <laughs> However, Garnett orders him to attend therapy sessions with Kat to work out his mommy issues. <laughs> that was funny. Burn um, again. Yes. I mean, that on top of Kabir's remark. Come on. Yeah. Like, you, dude, dude, you just you're not winning this one. Just be mm. gone. Yeah. Anyway, Garnett wants Lane to serve as her number two, so he needs to get himself, like, straightened out. What? I don't know about you, but that threw me off. Yeah. And as she departs, we see Lane smile to himself. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get this. No, you don't deserve to get rewarded. You deserve to be slapped. Yes. Later, we see Ava showing one of her engineers, Gregor, what to do as they try to bring the engine up to lights. And encourages him to pull the emergency stop if things get out of control. Well, I'm glad there's an emergency stop there. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it should have been maybe a little closer to the thing that could go wrong. Yes. I mean, it's not like it was far away. Thankfully, it wasn't, oh, let's crank this and open this. And, you know, because that's usually how it is. Right. Cat pulls Felix aside in the corridor with a shocking theory that we see she was the one who had some information for him. And she thinks that Ava might be the murderer. Now, I don't feel like that's very fair because she's seen that, and I'm saying that in quotes, in her hallucination. Right. So I really don't feel like that's fair, even though she explains that Ava told her during one of their sessions that, you know, she felt like it was all his fault. Right. That, that he didn't deserve to live anyway. Right. But still, I'm like, that is really unfair. Yep. Granted, motive's there, but how many people may have had motive? Right. So now uh, we've got two people that want just trying to stir up trouble. Lane right. and Kat. Oh, my gosh. Lane just smack, smack, smack. Kat, I don't know. I feel like she just wants everything sensationalized still. Yeah. But Felix thanks Kat for the intel, and off he goes. And when Ava believes Felix is accusing her of murder, holy crap, that was great. Yeah. She swiftly locks him in the same closet where Malcolm died and deprives him of oxygen. And you see how quickly he goes down. I, yeah. I really, I'm like, holy shit, he's going to die. Yeah. But she claims if I was going to kill someone, I'd make it look like a heart attack. And then she unlocks the door, proves, proving her point, And Felix is like, oh, OK, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, apparently she is not the one to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> And I do like the fact that she also says, and would I throw the knife into the water reclamation that I have to fix? No, right. think about it. That's a dumb move. Yeah. And I'm like, good point. Gregor is, you know, still in the engineer room running diagnostics. And we see stability approaching critical. Well, that could only be good things, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. 
I swear. It's like, I understand this is an episodic thing and something has to go on for it to not be a filler, but come on. Right. Like, seriously, you you have crises every moment. Yes. Because what happens? A sudden radiation leak in the engine room. Again, I feel like those biohazard like containers should have been behind something more than just glass and not right on the platform where you're working. Right. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> I would think in the future we would have, you know, more safety protocols. Yes. Apparently trust skimped on those too. <laughs> Suddenly, there's a radiation leak in the engine room. Gregor's knocked back from that blast. And as he gets up, we see the boils on his face, which are always good when they have yes. that. And he's trying to crawl to the emergency lever. But what happens? Uh, uh, nope, doesn't make it. Nope. He dies before you can pull it. You know, again, that is such a trope. I think it would have probably been worse had his hand been on the lever and then he fell. So, I mean... I guess they gave us that little bit like, all right, we're not going to make it so cliche. Right. Just <laughs> mostly cliche. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bryce notices something's amiss while monitoring the thrust on the bridge. Garnett calls Gregor, but receives no response. She reaches out to Eva. Alicia reunites with Baylor in the mess hall. They simultaneously apologize for yesterday's hot mess of a first date. Oh, my God, it was really supposed to be just be one day? Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Yes. <laughs> they talk about who they hallucinated. Alicia saw her overly critical mother, while Baylor admitted he spent time with Susan Ingram. Baylor explains to Alicia that Susan was his superior officer, but he artfully admits the, that part about them being lovers. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way. I mean, I don't think that's something you're going to, like... No, you don't tell a potential girlfriend that, yeah, you were banging the captain. <laughs> anyway, the stereotype. How does that start? Yeah. <laughs> How does that count? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Okay. That conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was sleeping with her until I got on. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, the stereotypical rom-com kiss plays out. Alicia makes the first move. She withdraws in embarrassment, anxiously word vomits, and Baylor plants a second kiss to stop her from talking herself into oblivion. That's one way to get her to stop talking. You know, it it was almost sweet because then she was like, oh, you almost seen the birds flying around her head with the little hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Eva confirms a radiation leak in the engine room and Gregor is dead. Alicia has her head in the clouds while collaborating with Angus on weaponizing the element. Angus can't wrap his mind around the idea of creating a weapon. Alicia tries to nonchalantly ask Angus what he thinks of Baylor. He has no clue. Yeah, he's like, uh, I don't really know him. Yeah. I don't know if I felt a little bit of jealousy there or just kind of like, oh, she's got a crush, kind of like. Fine. Right. I Okay, Felix finds Jelena, his right-hand security employee, at her station. Felix digs deep into the logs to determine who accessed high-level personal personnel technology. Maybe someone hijacked the tablet of another person with access to the logs. Felix finds an ID number that tips the investigation scales once more. 
Lane attends his first therapy session with Kat. He's less than enthused to be there, but what can you do? Oh, do you think? Do yeah. you think he's less than enthused? Yeah. Like a pouty little child. Yes. Kat determines almost instantly that Lane harbors a disdain for women. I do not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Next, Alicia and Angus run 17 failed simulations with the element. The two resident nerds put their heads together to find a solution. They can't weaponize the element. However, what if they utilize it to create a shield that'll detect when said element comes close in proximity to the ship? Felix barges in and arrests Alicia for the murder of Malcolm in front of everyone. I was like, what is happening? Yes. <laughs> he pulls her into a room and instantly reassures her that she's not in trouble. Felix knows Alicia's innocent and her alibi checks out. That means someone else accessed her tablet. My heart it draws pounding, on Alicia though. who that someone is. Oh, my God. Did you see her face, though? Yes, it dropped. Oh, that was so she sad. figured it out. Felix debriefs Garnett on the situation. Alicia reveals Baylor used her tablet when she left it alone during the Comet Water Crisis. Felix spots Baylor resting in his quarters. Baylor flees, but doesn't outrun Felix because it's, you know, a spacecraft. Okay, do you think he knew right away when he seen Alicia? Because he didn't seem concerned at first with Felix. Right. But yeah, with the, seeing them together, yeah, he he was able to put two and two together just a little faster than Alicia was. And uh, once I mean, Baylor's going running the con, right? Yep. Once Baylor's subdued, Lane, Bryce, and Felix interrogating. Baylor admits to murdering Malcolm. He also claims he framed Garnett. Why? Malcolm was an imposter and a traitor, as is Garnett. He babbles on about balance and order. He tries to appeal to Lane as the hallucination of Susan urged him to do. He sounded like a nut job. Yes, he did. <laughs> there has to be a balance. It was out of balance. What are you talking about, psycho? Yeah. He's All the we one know out of balance. You sound crazy. Yeah, right? And, well, suddenly everything goes into lockdown on the ship, and Garnett orders everyone to seek shelter at the front of the ship because yes. there's radiation leak. But I love that they're not really concerned about moving him, are they? Baylor, no. like, screw you, stay here. Ava tries to access the emergency stop from the bridges, but there's no working that one. Nope. And now what's going to happen? Not just crisis, but major crisis number two. They must yeah. send someone into the engine room to manually pull the stop. Obviously, suicide mission. You're telling me there is no other way to do this. Right. No. Cheesy rice casserole. This makes no sense. No. Ah, nobody can be exposed to astronomical levels of radiation. Again, isn't there like a door? Open the garage door in the back and let the radiation out. I don't know. Something. Right. So the council meets to decide who's going to take up that task. And as usual, Bryce volunteers himself. Garnett rejects him, citing they need a navigator. And Dr. Kabir is like, I can't clear you anyway because that knee. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, it took me a second. Then I'm like, his knee. I'm like, oh, no, whatever's with his head, though. Yes. There's something up. But I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he's the only navigator. I don't think you should be the one going. No. So Garnett makes the executive decision that she's going to do it. Maybe she can withstand more radiation because she's a clone? Big question mark. 
I mean, that was never what was actually brought up, but you know, that's what maybe? she's thinking at least. Yeah, it's it's possible. I mean, anything's possible. And of all people who tried to stop her, it was Lane. Right. <laughs> and I was like, what? What is going on here? And she's like, don't worry, you're going to get what you want. And he's like, I didn't want it like this. Well, you know what? No, you wanted basically her thrown out the airlock at one point. Right. Which whatever. would do the same thing. Right. <laughs> then he receives a ping on that little watch walkie talkie thing. And it really throws him. And he's like, stay here. Don't do anything for 10 minutes. As you hear Ava going, we need to make this decision. Yeah. Well, he goes to visit Baylor because they didn't take away his little makeshift thing. Right. And he volunteered himself for the task and explains why to Lane only. And we don't know why because we find out later. But Lane brings Baylor to the bridge and tells Garnett the murderer will perform the fatal task. And I love it when he's like, well, you know what? You're going to kill me anyway. It's like I we hadn't even discussed you, dude. We're right. Like not even Important on right the agenda now. right now. Yes. <laughs> so th- somehow... Lane ends up vouching for him. So again, I'm like, what did he say? Yeah. But Baylor suits up and while Eva directs him where to go via cameras on the bridge through the helmet, I'm assuming he's making a beeline and she has to open doors like as he gets to them. Right. He can only go as fast as his legs can carry him. But I mean, obviously bad things happening because we see dead people all along his path. Plus, we start seeing boils on his face like, oh, God, this is getting bad. And then the footage starts going fuzzy, which, oh, great. This is great. All great. But it's because of the radiation. And Baylor reaches the engine room. And what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, that door is not going to open. Out of everything, that door is still going to stay closed. And Lane's like, you got to do whatever you have to just to get in and do it. Well, he ends up removing his helmet to bust open the the locking mechanism so he can hotwire it to open after he took off his gloves. And you're really seeing his skin reacting poorly to the radiation, which may I say the one point when they're looking in and you see it coming out, I'm like, is that like a foam machine squirting out? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was, I'm sorry, but that had me giggling a little bit. It's like, I've never seen them do radiation that way, but I thought it was kind of funny. But once he's inside, much like Gregor, we see him crawling to the emergency stop and he manages to pull it. And I'm thinking that handle does not look like it's coming down easy. No, but and in the condition he did. was in, he wouldn't have had enough body weight to bring it down. Right. He does manage to do it again, kind of a sci-fi trope, but you know, we'll take it. But he takes his final breath on the floor as the radioactive particles fall on him much like snow i honestly thought we were going to hear something because we we see baylor die i guess a hero saving everyone even though he's a murderer i mean he stopped the radiation leak and everyone's free to move around the ship after they vented it but i really thought we were going to hear something like i don't know you're forgiven or something from alicia right we do get to see medbay again because of course some people who were a little too close to the doors when things were locked down, um, had some radiation issues. And Felix goes in to assist Dr. Kabir because his investigation is complete. I don't know if this is good or bad, but, you know, hey, at least she's going to have some help now. Right. Bryce comes in then and 
confronts Kabir, claiming he doesn't have a bum knee. And I don't appreciate you lying. It's like, listen, listen, dude. Obviously, something's up with you. And Kabir's like, you know what? Your medical records are perfect. Too perfect. Like, you've never had anything wrong. This doesn't make sense. Right. And obviously, until you complete your physical, like I've asked you to. Right. Then there's going to be a little bit of tension here. And of course, Bryce is like, I'm fine. I have nothing wrong with me. And walks away. Yeah. Okay, dude. Okay. Yeah. He's not a clone. He's a robot. (laughs) No, I think he's dying. I think he's got like something that he knows he's going to die and it's going to be like a horrible death. Oh, okay. And so that's why he's trying to do all these things. And she even mentions like you're trying to take all of these like majorly dangerous missions. Right. So something's up. Yeah. We get to see Angus and Alicia present their findings to Garnett. And Angus apologizes for failing to weaponize the element. But Garnett applauds them for taking outside the box because they may not have an actual shield or weapon, but they can detect the element before they come in contact. Hopefully it's a pretty decent range because yeah. obviously you don't want to wait till it's like, oh, it's coming right at us. Look, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, uh, that's okay. But, you know, next thing we knew, again, pick my jaw up off the floor. Yes. Lane apologizes to Garnett. What? And it does seem genuine. He believes he underestimated her. And they shake hands on it. Really? Pigs must be flying in space because I don't believe these two are buddy-buddy now. No. (laughs) And Garnett's like, what did Baylor say to you to make you believe him? And either he'd been thinking about this for a while or because Angus and Alicia were on the bridge, it came to him. But Lane's like, I didn't want to say this in front of everyone, but Alicia, he did it for you because you have your whole life ahead of you and he wanted you to have that. And it was his way to make it up to you. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. I mean, for a second, I'm like, if that's really what he said, that's sweet. And I'm like, no, that can't be. it. No. Yeah. But I mean, I had that moment where I'm like, oh, and you see Alicia looking very confused. Right. That's the best way to put it. And later we see Garnett attending therapy session with Kat. And she admits that what if Lane might be right? And what if I snap? Uh, I think you're doing pretty good. So how about one step at a time? Yeah. Meanwhile, we get to hear a voiceover from Baylor from the scene that we didn't see earlier. Right. Baylor explains why he murdered Malcolm, not just because of balance, but Malcolm discovered the mission, the real mission, and what Baylor was protecting. The late imposter threatened to expose Baylor. What? What are you hiding? Yeah. Just that you were sleeping with the one lady? That seems a bit extreme. But Baylor reveals what he's protecting is more precious than anything. And Lane ends up getting information, and we see him wandering into a secret room located right by where Felix caught Baylor, which I thought it was weird. Why is he looking at that wall? But there's two cryopods in said room. Oh, oh, these cryopods that were on an interior area. So something wouldn't happen. Like I said in the first episode. Right. Anyway, the two cryopods inside one contains another, none other than William Trust played by Paul Leonard Murray. Who sleeps peacefully. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I want to know who the other person's supposed to be. Right. 
Now, is this supposed to be their quote unquote, like Adam and Eve when they get to their new planet? And, you know, because he's the brilliant person who thought of this. And I don't know, maybe that's his wife or whatever. No, I actually think it was Susan. Now, we know she her cryopod got damaged and it killed her. So I don't know why they've just why Baylor put her in an empty pod. And I guess he thinks she'll protect him Hmm. in his hidden spot. I don't know. (laughs) See, I didn't. I didn't think that was her. Now I got to rewatch it. Just look at the face. Right. It was kind of quick. Maybe we'll something in a flashback or we'll. Right. So do we think that Lane has always been in on this mission or whatever, or just he seemed really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, he seemed like he would go for it and like, okay, protect us at all costs kind of thing. Well, that's what Susan was telling Baylor was that Lane would more than likely be one of them that would fall in line to and do anything and everything to protect this secret. Okay. I just wondered if we thought he was, like, in on it or, or not. From the beginning, I kind of doubt it. He was cheesing really hard when they yeah. show that flashback. Like, oh, it's William Truss. It's like, yeah. okay, dude, calm down. <laughs> Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast. With good ratings and reviews, it helps other fans of the show find us, as there are a few other The Art podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. You can head over to www.fangirlzone.com and check out all of the ways to get a hold of us on our contacts page, as well as all of the other podcasts on our podcast page. And, you know, anytime you let, let us know anything you feel about the show, we will happily respond to you because that's what we do. That's what we want to do. We want to know your thoughts and feelings on the show. Do you think they're going a little too many sci-fi tropes or what? But until you get a hold of us and until our next episode for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk. I'm Steve. Lane is highly emotional. If anyone's a time bomb, it's him. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And until next time. I'll be...